I am serious. <laughs> You're like mind blown. So I had all the words, just not in the correct order. I have feelings about it. Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of the Reading Queens podcast. We are here today to talk about portal fantasy books, and I'm excited. And also, the girls are excited. They're here. Um, hi, I'm Valia. I'm Allison. And I'm Kay. And I always spring this introduction thing on them so weird, so they just stare at me for a second, like, <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, hello. So we are here. We are going to talk books because we love to talk about books. And I love this topic as well. We're going to have a little bit of a discussion about it before we like dive into the books. But first, I want to hear all about Allison's life. Tell me everything. Okay. Well, I'm not sure there's much to tell. So obviously, we're kind of at the beginning of January. And I feel like... So Christmas is quite a big thing in the UK. Okay. It's bigger in the UK, I think, than in the US. Um, and we were we had my family over for Christmas, and then we went to my husband's family after Christmas. Then we drove over to my parents for like the last couple of days to see some of my friends. Um, so we were literally away, busy for that whole time, and we got back on like the Monday night, and then we're straight back into like work and everything on the Tuesday. And then I was away last weekend, so I feel like mm-hmm. I'm still. Kind catching up from I mean we still have like bags of presents under our Christmas tree because <laughs> we haven't put the Christmas tree down yet or like yes. put all the presents away and yeah so I feel like I'm kind of catching up on life are the presents opened at least though they are so my toddler did not open his final present until January oh the 2nd when we got back <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Because he was, it was quite nice. He like wanted to open each one and then play with each one rather than kind of, I'm sure by next year he'll be just like <laughs> ripping through them. Um, but yeah, and he had a lot of presents. So there were a few which, yeah, got left at home when we went traveling. So um, yeah, so I feel like I'm still kind of catching up and kind of getting back into the groove and like getting back into my sort of writing routines and things. Um, yeah, so it still feels like mm-hmm. very much like the new year. That's cute. <laughs> we, I always tell people, everybody, like my friends will be like, oh, I haven't taken the tree down yet. You know, it's like the first week of January. I'm like, it's okay. Russian Christmas is January 7th. You are allowed to leave it until <laughs> then. <laughs> so, so basically I'm just in tune yeah, with, exactly. you know, <laughs> Russian so, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it always... And it's not at all no. like laziness or lack of time well, on my part. 100% no. You're definitely <laughs> channeling the Russian, Russian Christmas here. So you're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Kay, Kay, how's it going over there? Uh, it's pretty amazing. I, I have to also talk mm-hmm. about Christmas. Sorry for people who wanted to talk about the new year. <laughs> my new year is boring so far. I haven't done anything. <laughs> okay, but for Christmas, we did something different this year that we've never done before. And I'm not, I don't know if we'll do it again. Um, probably not every year for sure. But anyway, f- for Christmas this year, instead of presents, we did an experience. Oh, okay. That was, that was what we told our kids. So, um... My husband is going, he's getting his master's degree this year. And uh, just because of that, his school schedule is like really intense. And then also the kids' school schedule is 
you know, dictates our life quite a bit. We'll just put it that way. And we usually do like little trips, like not fancy trips, just like little weekend trips mm-hmm. with our family all throughout the year. But with my husband's school schedule and with my kids' school schedule, it's been really hard to coordinate and actually mm-hmm. have breaks at the same time. So we haven't been able to do the kind of stuff that we usually do. So this year, my husband had a whole week off of work and no school that week. And obviously, the kids were out of school the week after Christmas. So we're like, we're going on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so we did. And it was really fun. Um yeah. So where did you go? So we went to, it's called Great Wolf Lodge. Some people know <laughs> what it cool. is. I didn't know what it was. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Googling it after, after we finish it's, recording. Um, it's like a, they have an indoor water park. So that was the main event. But then they also have other little things. They had this little thing called Magic Quest, where all of our kids got a little magic wand. And you have to go throughout the building and they have like these little you know there's like find the blue crystals oh you have to like go run, run around oh, and cute. then there's like this big blue crystal hanging on the wall and you like wave your wand at it and it has this thing and it's like <laughs> you know, I don't know oh, <laughs> you have to like go on these quests and stuff that's so cute um so it was a lot yeah. of fun yeah my kids my kids really loved it and um I don't know. We just, it was a wonderful, amazing trip. And that's all. It's like very exciting for me who usually mm-hmm. we do nothing. So mm. <laughs> I have never been away for Christmas. Like we've always spent it with family, you know, some family. Um, but I kind of want to one year just to, I don't know. I just think it would be a really different experience and a really nice experience to like just have your close family kind of around you mm-hmm. yeah I'd love yeah. to like go to Lapland maybe do Christmas in Lapland although I might have to like mortgage the house <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we did it was kind of interesting with my family we could we did our gift exchange really early like mid-December and then we actually did spend Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with my husband's family so then mm-hmm. we just left the day after okay. So it was nice. We got the best of both worlds, yeah. family and <laughs> experience. Yeah. And actually, our kids did all get one present, but they usually get more yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. I I actually really love that. I feel like I maybe I've seen that somewhere. Like somebody was talking about it like online or something like that, that they like did an experience or like an event for their Christmas gift. And I love that because just like – Christmas time, New Year's time, it's so busy with like family and you're doing stuff all the time and whatever. But to just like get away and just spend time together like that, I love that, you know? So that's cool. Also, cool name for a place, Grey yeah. Wolf. Like, it just sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was I'm really glad. fun. I'm glad that you got to go and experience this experience, Christmas, Christmas experience. Anyway. <laughs> How has your week been? I'm um, good. I am in the midst of like a really fast draft right now. So like I'm trying to finish this sequel and I am. It's been really hilarious for me. OK, so when I wrote the first book last year, I was not in a good place right in my head and in my life. And you could tell <laughs> by the book. I was like, oh, there's no emotions in this book. Maybe I should add some. (laughs) So 
<laughs> now that I'm writing the sequel, it's like the complete opposite. It's just like instead of being like these hardcore, you know, characters, they're just like emotional babies. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to balance this out. <laughs> so it's been it's been fun, but also like I need to chill. Anyway, that's all I've been doing. Um, other than that, and then obviously we had our Christmas, uh, Russian Christmas, which we didn't do anything for, but it was just like nice to not do anything like I gave myself a day off so that was great um and I read a book this last year last week last year I mean technically yes two. <laughs> in last year I, uh, I read I read one <laughs> book and I was very disappointed anyway moving on <laughs> let's talk about portal fantasy um we before we started recording we did kind of like had a question about what portal fantasy is and i wonder if you guys have a listeners if you have like a specific definition for this i always thought that portal fantasy means that regardless of whether the person is magical or not they go to a different realm so like they come to the human world and back but Kay didn't think so <laughs> no i think i think the way you said it I would call oh. that portal, but you said it different than you did earlier. What do you mean? What do, how do you say that? I, I think um, if the human world, our world, is uh, one of the play, one of the realms, then that's what oh, when I would call okay. it portal. Mm-hmm. Although you know, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be though because I feel it's usually I feel it is usually someone from our world going to a different realm. Right. Like, I feel right. like if it was, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the actual definition is, but I feel like if it was um, people from different like fantasy worlds going between fantasy worlds, that would be fantasy. Like it might be epic fantasy or high fantasy or whatever. I feel like so. Like for example, urban fantasy is set in our world. I feel like portal fantasy is someone and usually a character, a human character, someone from our world who then experiences you know who steps who finds a door or a gateway or whatever to another world and steps through that world clearly i have more of a definition in my head than i thought (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i have feelings about this i also think um because it i don't know that it has to be contemporary like in my head it doesn't have to be contemporary but is the world that you're starting in like non-magical is it like a human world even if it's technically you know, secondary world or, you know, you're not sure if it's the human realm because it's, you know, in the past medieval <laughs> times or something. I don't know. Um, but is it like a human-like world with the same rules as our world, even if it's old-timey? And then are they going to a realm where it's magical? You know, that's that's kind of what I imagine. Non-magical to magical. Okay, so for me, I don't care if it's a or in my mind for portal fantasy i don't care if it's a human going to a non-magic or a magical place for me i'm like it can be a non-human going from the realm to a human realm so like like it's yeah like, yeah to a human realm too but there's still a human yes. world that's right. non-magical yeah so like there's magical and non-magical and the non-magical is our world however else we create it <laughs> I think, and I think our world, it can be historical, because actually the book I read for this podcast is historical. And it, I think you could also stretch it to be maybe like alternative history. Right. Yeah. So like Philip Pullman's Northern Lights series is 
so that's portal so that's portal fantasy and there's like another world but the main world of the book is an alternate version of england right okay so like okay let's so let's talk about the cruel prince right like that would be portal fantasy correct yeah yes. okay so but doesn't it start in the fey realm and then she comes no it no. starts in the human it starts it? in the human realm yeah mm-hmm. when and she goes they in go in the prologue into, when yeah. her parents are killed oh in the very first thing that you read is <laughs> her being taken to the fey world so it starts here no, not her being not, taken yeah her parents being yes. murdered right in front of her <laughs> okay anyway moving on um <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very long time. Okay, since I just I've looked it up. I just looked up okay. the definition on Google. So let's see what Google says. Yes, please tell us. Portal fiction is a subgenre of speculative fiction, sci-fi and fantasy, centering on characters that move from their present reality to another world via a portal of some kind. So yeah, it does not say anything about magic or non-magic, but just their present reality to another okay, world that's pretty broad it is very broad <laughs> yeah that's interesting i guess yeah i guess it depends too because if sci-fi you know if they like sliders <laughs> like would that be a portal sci-fi what is sliders i don't know Do that you know, are you serious i am serious oh okay <laughs> sorry you're like mind blown i just i just had a shot i'm like what um it was a show in the <laughs> 90s and okay. it was about a kid like a teenager who uh created this device that opened portals and you like they and so then he got pulled in and a bunch of like people got pulled in with him so it was like a against their will found family and they were traveling through oh. these portals trying to get back home so it's kind of like a quantum leap-esque where you know it was like different worlds but at the same time it was just them opening up this portal and showing up and they had like a timer on the remote and the portal would only open up when the timer goes off and so like if you're not where the timer is going off or you're not there like you get left behind and Ooh. I was obsessed with this show, okay? I keep... But it starts out in our world, though. It does, yes. Because he's like, yeah, okay. he, I mean, they're okay. all human. And so they're here, like, in our world. And he is just, like, creating this thing in his basement. And it's actually Jerry O'Connell, I think his name is. Or O'Donnell. Um, and then, like, it, the, actor? the actor, yeah. And it has, like, a bunch of, like, big-name actors in it. And I love that show. And... It was, like, on for four seasons, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, I watched it in Russia, and then I watched it here when I came here. But, yeah, so, like, that would be Portal, technically, because they go from, you know, from our world to a different yeah. reality. Well, according to uh, Google. Google's definition, it can be sci-fi or fantasy. Yeah. That's interesting. That is very interesting. I mean, that makes sense, I guess, yeah. So, Portal fantasy can be sci-fi. Well, it just said portal. portal. It oh, didn't call it portal. portal. It called okay. it portal fiction. I think oh, so portal, portal fiction. So maybe that is split into portal sci-fi. Yeah. And portal so we're gonna focus on the fantasy. <laughs> we're being really pedantic. Yeah. We're doing portal <laughs> fantasy here. So there we go. Uh, Who knew that half our discussion would be on the definition <laughs> of portal fantasy? <laughs> I kind of like not looking it up beforehand, just so that we can have I know. a discussion. You know? <laughs> Let's just have our thoughts. We're right, and then you know. 
then we'll maybe see what Google thinks yeah. if we're feeling yes. like it. Exactly, exactly. So if you guys have a different definition, do let us know. I am so curious to see what you think a portal fantasy is. But we are going to talk about some books now. Uh, we are going to start with Allison. She's going to start us off with her book. So go for it. Okay, so I actually love portal fantasy books. <laughs> <laughs> and I always have. So the book I chose to read was The 10,000 Doors of January. Um, which is, so it's a historical port, portal fantasy. It's set around the turn of the 20th century. So around kind of 1900 to 1910, it does kind of cover a little bit of a period of time. And it's it's weird because it's kind of got a book within mm-hmm. a book. So the the concept is, so the, the main character, the protagonist, is a girl called January Scala, who lives with her... Uh, benefactor slash guardian um, who is her father's boss and her father basically travels a lot and uh, steals artifacts for Mr. Locke um, who she lives with and one day she finds this strange book which carries the scent of other worlds and the book is called 10,000 Doors and it tells this story of how the world has 10,000 or multiple doors in it which lead to other worlds and the kind of the narrative is sort of split it kind of it it jumps between her life and the things going on in her sort of present day life and then the story within the book and I don't want to give any spoilers so I'm not going to say too much but but basically those two narratives end up coming together um and you know January ends up being this quite kind of special person and has a kind of unique gift it's really hard to talk about (laughs) it without giving spoilers (laughs) but I really enjoyed it um I I do actually quite enjoy I didn't um I don't think I really realized it was historical fiction when I picked it up but I do enjoy historical fiction um I really enjoyed the character uh the characters um and how the kind of narrative developed and the the mystery and I clearly wasn't like my brain was not really on form because I was like when the reveals came I was like oh yeah I probably should have guessed that five (laughs) chapters ago (laughs) but I think I think I was just like absorbed in the book and enjoying it um it's really like nicely written I really like I really love the concept of having these doors to different worlds and I think the only thing which I might have liked because it it sort of talks, I think when it's introduced, it talks about like the worlds of, so all those stories that you have, like all kids stories. So it mentions like Narnia and what are the other, like Alice in Wonderland. And it's like, actually they're not stories, they're real. Cause mm-hmm. you know, these are real tales and all the myths and legends, you know, there are, there are doors to all these different places which you talked about in myths and legends. And I kind of wish that some of the worlds they had talked about in more detail in terms of the characters that actually visited were some of those worlds because I think that would have just been I don't know it just would have been really kind of nostalgic touch to it that makes sense (laughs) but apart from that it was yeah it was a really fun read it's a standalone right yes yeah is this your first Alex book it's Alex Harrow right that's the author oh yeah sorry I should have said yeah so it's by Alex E. Harrow and yeah I haven't read any of hers before did you say what time period it was historical? Like, I know yeah, it's historical, so it, but like. 
so it's um it's turn of the sort of twentieth century. So it's like nineteen oh one to nineteen. Oh, okay. So not too, not too far no. back in history. In, and it has, you know, there is a lot of stuff around um, how women are treated in society and people of colour okay. are treated in society, um, which kind of plays into it. And so so the the main character is both of those. So she's a young woman and she's a person of colour and her one of her friend slash um, not governess, not guardian. Anyway, this lady that her dad hires to kind of, I think she's called a nursemaid, but January's too old for a nursemaid at that point. So companion, I guess. She is a black woman as well. And the sort of love interest is an Italian boy. So there's there's and there's it's interesting, yeah, and there's definitely part of the narrative in terms of how they are how poorly they are treated by, you know, white men essentially. <laughs> um so that comes through. Um but yeah. Wow, looking yeah, at the cover, it, I always assumed it was contemporary and I'm like this sounds like my kind of book, man. I gotta get this. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I don't feel like if you're not into historical fiction, I don't feel like it's so rooted in that that you would not enjoy reading it. Oh, yeah. Well, sense. I would much, I mean, personally, I would much rather read historical than uh, contemporary. <laughs> contemporary, I was like, yeah, I'm never reading that. <laughs> but, but now that I know his oh, well, you should pick it up then. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh. I actually bought it based on the cover. I found it in a, we were, I think I was in New York and I found it on like a shelf and I'm like, oh, this is so pretty. And then all I knew about it is that they're like multiple realities. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I have it. It's over here. It's right next to Once, uh, po- wait, Once Future Witches, which is her other book <laughs> that I haven't read yet. <laughs> but they're both really pretty covers. It does have a really pretty cover. Yeah. I do it is love a beautiful the cover. cover. Yeah, which is why I thought about getting it. But you know me, I actually, maybe you don't know this, but I never read the book descriptions. I never read the back of the book. I I never read anything, okay? like You literally buy just on the cover. Yes, I just, well, or if I hear things like, you know, what Allison just described mm-hmm. about how cool the book is, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll read that. Like, I just, I like going in with as little, little knowledge as possible because I'm just weird, so. I know, I tried that with my last read and... Anyway, this is not a ranty episode. Okay, Kay. <laughs> You've mentioned it twice now, Mabel. Yeah, I feel like you have to tell us what it is I at can't. least. <laughs> okay, it is so well loved. I cannot mention it. I just, I can't. Anyway, okay. I just. You're telling us Yes, after, I'm after just like enraged because I had to go put it back on my shelf right before the episode. And I'm like, oh. anyway, Kay. Let's talk about your book. <laughs> well, then, moving on from that. <laughs> Don't mind me, okay? Okay, so I read uh, The Iron King by Julie Kagawa. I actually read the entire series. Well, uh, the first four books. Okay. It's She's, like, expanded it since then. Yeah. So um, there's the first four books, and then there's, like, more from a different person's perspective for like another three books and then she's right anyway it's a very long series so if you're really into it there get you excited go. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is an older one um and it's Faye. i feel like right now the portal books that we're getting are all Faye, which is 
awesome because I love Faye. So, <laughs> I mean, awesome for me. Uh, anyway, so this one actually does start in our world and it's contemporary. So I know what you're thinking, but you hate contemporary. <laughs> yeah, I do. But <laughs> I still read it because I knew it was Portal. So <laughs> oh my I usually avoid the contemporary Portal too. I don't, I, I do read contemporary sometimes. All right. I do sometimes. And I actually did enjoy this one quite a bit. Um, although Julie Kagawa, her writing is just, I just like her as an author a lot. So, yeah. Um, one thing, I know that we've talked about this before, so I'll, I won't say this too much, but the world building is so good. Okay, anyway, <laughs> moving on from the world building. If you're into world building, this is your series, man. Actually, Julie Kagawa is your author. Yeah. She's so good at world building. So, anyway, um, there's the main character, and she is just going to high school, and, of course, her life is – you know, just boring, regular high school. Uh, and then <laughs> one day, her little brother gets kidnapped. And she has to go. And then she finds out that there's Faye. And her best friend is actually Faye. He's been pretending to be a human this whole time. And he's been watching over her. And she's like, what, what? Anyway, so then she goes to the Faye world because she has to pre- save her brother. And I asked if I was allowed to say this part because um, it's hard to explain the plot without it. I'll I'll try and be vague, okay? I feel like I can't be that vague. So just if you guess, the book is old. I'm sorry, okay? (laughs) Sorry for giving away this little bit of a spoiler. It's still good. I mean, it's like one of the most common tropes you come across, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's basically my favorite trope. It's not basically. It is my favorite trope. It's my favorite. Okay, I love it. So she gets to the um, Faye world and basically she figures out that uh, she's really important in the Faye world and she... Anyway, also fairy is dying. I'm trying to not say too much, okay? <laughs> She's really I mean, human girl world. has to save the fae world, right? That's there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, also the fae world is dying. So she kind of has to figure out a way not just to save her brother, but to save this... Um, it becomes her duty kind of to save the fae world. Uh, also, there's a love triangle between her best friend and then this other hot fae prince that she meets while she's there it's very tropey which is great like i'm not ragging on that i loved it um i'm trying to think like how much is from this first book and how much is from the other books just if you like fae and you like portal it's very fun it's just a great book and series I did love the world building. I only read the first book. I think the world building was definitely the highlight for me. I loved her world building. Yeah, she's so good at like... And most of the book is set in fairy, isn't it, I think? So if you're not a fan of contemporary, contemporary yeah. <laughs> then actually get through the first few chapters and you're then you're pretty much in fairy, I think, for, for most, most of, of it. the rest of it. I will say there are some like relationshipy and like drama kinds of things that are um, more that were more common at the time it was written mm-hmm. than um, than there are than are as common now. Like the queen is really mean to her. 
<laughs> and there's like the mean girls trope and some of those things that we've kind of moved past mm-hmm. a little bit in our books now are, are kind of prevalent but um but it's a good time it's great I love those books I need yeah. to reread them it's been so long but I always recommend them when people look for Fae books. I'm like, read this one. It's different than mm-hmm. what you're reading now, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, she did a really great job making her Fae very, um, like the rules are really clear mm-hmm. her, and her Fae are unique from other Fae, but they still totally feel like Fae. It's the world building, man. <laughs> we're fans. We're fans. <laughs> I know. I really, I really actually really love her writing. Um she has that vampire series too that I really like I don't know she just does a good job at just immersing you in the whatever world she's writing which is really cool and yeah yeah. oh I was gonna say one other thing there's a cat who can talk oh I like the cat he's really fun (laughs) True, true it's just very very fun with the cat it's like a he's the cat is a fake creature so it's like Anyway, he's a cat Sith, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love really the fake, fake creatures. Okay, so while we're talking about Faye, let's talk about. I want to talk about Joanna's new book. Comes out January eighteenth, and that one has so many fake creatures. Like she, she went and did her research. <laughs> it's what is it? Courting Faye of Faye and Thieves of Crown and Thieves. Can somebody tell me the name of it? I just read it and I can't remember it. Anyway, but that one actually, now that you guys were talking about the portal stuff. So in the book, she mentions the portal to the human realm a couple of times. They never go there. But one of her ladies maids that that like helps her get dressed actually is from the human realm. And it's like uh, medieval times or something like that. So the main character talks to her about the human realm and how she like came over and what's the difference. So I feel like maybe they'll be going to the human realm in the next book. But it's really good. If you guys like Fae books, you should check it out. It's the first book, I think, in the nice trilogy. <laughs> I don't know uh, how many books. She's and it is do. a spinoff of her other Fae series, mm-hmm. which is contemporary Portal Fantasy. So her other Fae series, it does start in our world and it's our time. Yeah. And then they go to this same fairy world. So yes. this, um, her one that's coming out now, it takes place before. Right. So that's interesting. The human world is in medieval times because I didn't realize I was had it was like that big of a time difference in between the two series. Yeah, yeah. It, I was actually surprised too when she, the girl said and she started like describing uh, where she was from. I was like, oh wait like this is like way more like back than I thought it was uh so yeah it was really interesting I sometimes that like it's really interesting to me to read portal fantasy sometimes especially when it comes to Faye because you know like Faye has different time right than like the regular or any portal really you go to has a different time than our regular world and writing it is always fun because you have to really figure that out but hannah's books the the glass gate the glass yeah the glass gates uh, her cinderella retelling like they spend a lot of time back and forth between the human realm and the fairy world and she always like mentions the time because the time is so different in both yeah you always have to have yeah. really careful yeah. rules yeah in portal fantasy for sure yeah it's hard to do my skoska chronicles is started out in the human realm and then went to the fairy like well the russian fairy tale world and 
I struggled with time on that one for sure. I was like, wait, Gemma's going back to the human world. I don't, how long is that going to be? Like, she's going to be like 30 years old when she comes back or whatever. Because, you know, the fate time in my world is like, or, you know, super slow. But anyway, I just always find that very fascinating. I think it's cool, too, because if you read, you know, the myths and the folklore that, you know, all these phase stories kind of came mm-hmm. from the original myths and stuff. They have definitely different time, but it goes both ways. Like sometimes time is faster mm-hmm. in fairy and sometimes time is slower in fairy. And there are different myths and, you know, little stories that go both ways. So I think it's really cool. I love to see all the different ways the authors um, handle time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have just remembered that when I was drafting my Fae book, I never really figured that out. So <laughs> I just put that on my list of like, I drafted like 80,000 words and put that on my list of things to figure out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, you're welcome, oh, I guess. Sometimes like, I hate past me. <laughs> yeah, we do that to ourselves for sure, for sure. Yeah. But just to just uh, just to make sure we've got the title right, so Joanna's book is Courting Fae, Thieves and Crowns. So I had all the words, just not in the correct order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I highly recommend. It was really good. Uh, if you like, especially if you like like the selection and the Bachelor and Fae, like all of that together is that's what we get. And she does actually go in and do a lot of like fake creatures you get a lot of those in there which i thought was really cool and sometimes skipped over i think like the other fake creatures you know are skipped over in books so it was really cool to see um them on page and like what she does with that so yeah that's um that's what we're doing do you guys have anything on your tbr next like do you know what you're reading next or reading currently Ellie, do you have anything? I am reading. I know what I'm reading next because it's my book club book and I can't remember what the title <laughs> is, but it's like a chiclet type one, which is not my usual okay. not my usual read. But it's like for my like local book club. So yeah. So we'll see. But it'll be nice. I guess it'll be light and fun. So that'll be good. And then I'm also reading the Sandman graphic novels, Ooh, yeah. which I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. So I have literally never read a graphic novel before this and one of my friends is obsessed with like the Sandman like she bought all the comics like when they so I think they were from the 90s I think maybe when they came out sounds about right and she was like these are my most precious possessions that I am lending to you she's like I went without food when I was doing my PhD so I could buy these so I just have to be so careful with the time a little bit feeling the pressure but um I sat down and read the first two episodes uh, over Christmas and really enjoyed it. I think I actually enjoyed it more than the TV series because I'd seen okay. most... I haven't, we haven't quite finished the TV series. I think I think part of the thing is that I struggle with violence more on TV. Like I can deal mm-hmm. with violence a lot easier in books and graphic novels than on the TV. And if you've watched or read <laughs> them, you'll know there is a fair bit of violence in there. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed that. So I'm looking forward to getting on with episodes three and four. Nice, fun. That's so cool. And so cool to have like such a treasured thing that she was willing to share with you. I love that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I just like keeping it out of the toddler's reach. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. So I'm reading The Stardust Thief. And okay, I actually have only read the first chapter so far. And I think it's funny because... 
some friends of mine were talking about this book and they wanted it to have more romance and were frustrated and I was like "Ooh, there's no romance I want to read that (laughs) I do love romance in my books okay I do but I also love books that have less romance so I just thought it was funny that they were like oh it was horrible because there wasn't enough romance and I was like okay that is not why it was horrible let's (laughs) let's be honest okay anyway um no I'm excited for you to read it because I just I like love the different opinions when it comes to readers like I love having the same book that I hate and somebody else loves like I just think it's it's cool (laughs) like so I'm really curious to see how uh Kay you do with that book and yes I am the person who did not like that in case anybody was wondering (laughs) um but yeah so I'm reading I finished that awful book and now i'm on to a crown of ivy and glass and this is uh the debut the adult fantasy romance debut by claire legard legrand legrand yes um and i did not not her debut but her debut as adult adult Uh debut adult fantasy um so i did not read legendborn legendborn is that the name of it fury fury baron thank you i always get those two confused um i did not read that trilogy although i have heard that that trilogy reads like an adult book so i feel like this won't be like sometimes when authors switch genres they like forget that they switch genres oftentimes and then especially if they're writing in like fantasy romance realm or something like that. And then it's like, I have trouble kind of connecting because I'm promised one thing and it doesn't deliver kind of thing. So with this one, I feel like since that trilogy is always talked about that it should have been adult, like I feel like it's not going to be that problem. So I'm just like going in with good expectations, you know, without it being like one way or the other. So I'm really excited. Um, I only read the first chapter and I really am enjoying her writing style so i'm excited to read that um next and yeah that is all that is all i have to say about that um okay i guess we're done uh my brain is like <laughs> wait do i need to do anything else yeah. here and we're done. No. <laughs> have we missed something yeah. but yeah if you guys uh let us know what you're reading if you you know have a different opinion about portal fantasy also let us know but Uh, Make sure to be here next Wednesday. We're going to have a new episode. Um, Before you go, leave us a star rating and review, please, on your favorite podcast platform. And also follow us on there. Follow us on Instagram at Reading Queens Pod and on Facebook under the same handle. And yeah, just come talk books with us. We, we We love to have these kind of conversations. Obviously, we have a whole podcast about it. So... That is all. Uh, Have a lovely, lovely day. We will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.